Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 27 of the Money Love Podcast. I actually decided to name this week's episode Financial Feelings. And really what we're going to be talking about today is the emotions that you experience with money. And so really we're going to be talking about your money emotions. But when I was thinking about what to call this episode, I just thought that Financial Feelings had a much better ring to it. So That is what we are going to be talking about today. And I'm just going to jump straight into the topic. So I have touched on feelings in past episodes. And we've talked about feelings in episode eight when we were talking about how to stop impulse spending. And also in episode 10 where I was talking about money lies that were taught. But we haven't really done an episode where we really dived deep into feelings and emotions, and that is what this episode is going to be all about. And I'll tell you, this episode can be one that changes your life, and I don't say that to sound dramatic. And it is a little disappointing to me because I know that even just with the name of this episode, it's probably not going to be one of my most popular episodes. The title of this probably will turn people away. It's not going to be as enticing as other episodes because so many of us underestimate the importance of being able to process through emotions because we're simply just unaware of the role that our feelings play in our life. But when you understand the importance of your feelings and emotions, then you will realize why this discussion is so important and why this is work that can truly rock your world in the best way. And so I am going to explain to you what feelings and emotions are, and I'm going to start by what causes them, why they're important. But then lastly, and maybe most importantly, I'm going to teach you how I process through emotions and why the skill of being able to do that is so important. So here is why we're talking about this. Here's why I'm dedicating an entire episode to this. Because when it comes to money, we have a lot, (laughs) a lot of feelings. So, so often I hear from you guys statements like, money makes me feel blank, fill in the blank. It's different for everyone, but usually that emotion is not a positive one. You guys will tell me, money makes me feel worried. It makes me feel fearful anxious, confused, overwhelmed, insecure, embarrassed. And then there are subcomponents of money overall. So for instance, debt. You guys will tell me my debt is stressing me out. I feel so scared. I feel so overwhelmed. And again, you are attributing those feelings towards the debt. And so what I want to start with is I want you to take some time to answer this question. Money makes me feel blank. If you could pick the top three emotions or feelings that you feel the most when it comes to money, what would that be for you? And if you're in a situation right now where you can, right, don't, if you're driving or anything, but if you can, maybe even just pause this episode right now and just for a minute before we move on, think about the answer to that question. Money makes me feel blank. What's your answer? 
pick the top three most prominent emotions that you feel around money. And I want you to know before we dive into this that a year ago, I was absolutely one of those people that was like, psh, feelings, fluff, who cares? It's not important. I had kind of gone through, you know, all 30 at that point years of life, really not understanding the importance of feelings or emotions. But when I was going through my life coaching certification last year, and I started to learn about the role that feelings play in our life and how to process through them, my life truly exploded in the best way. My relationships improved, my productivity skyrocketed, my self-image was strengthened, and it was like my life had gone from black and white to color at 30 years of age, and it really did feel like I was just starting to fully experience the full spectrum of life, all because I started paying attention to and processing through my emotions. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm so, so excited. It's such powerful work to do. And I tell you that story just so if there's any of you out there who felt the same way that I did, just have an open mind about this. I'm glad that I did. It's work that's changed my life and it can change yours as well. Let's start with what feelings and emotions are. They're the same thing. So I'm going to use those words interchangeably. But a feeling is simply a vibration in your body. I want you to think and pay attention to how the emotion of, let's say, happiness or excitement feels in your body versus how, let's say, disappointment or boredom feels in your body. They feel very different, right? Very different vibrations. Some feelings are hot, some are cold. Some are high vibe, some are low vibe. Some you feel in different parts of your body. So some you'll feel in your stomach. Some you'll feel in your throat, some you'll feel in your head. And so really, when you think about it, a feeling or emotion is simply just a vibration in your body. And listen, all feelings are harmless. There is no feeling that you do not have the ability to experience and to process through. There is no feeling that will kill you. Even though sometimes it does feel that way, right? Like when we are having very painful or intense feelings, sometimes it does. Sometimes it does feel like, I can't do this. I can't feel this way anymore. This is just too much. It's too painful. But there is no feeling that will kill you. There's no feeling that you can't process through. So that is the first main thing that I want you to take from this episode is that feelings are simply a vibration in your body. They are harmless. There is no feeling that you cannot feel. Now, where do feelings come from? This is very important. And I want you to be sure that this is one of the main takeaways of this episode. Feelings are caused by our thinking. I've talked about the model, the CTFAR. In the model, the feelings are the F. What comes before the F? The T, the thoughts. Feelings are caused by our thinking. By sentences in our brains. You cannot have an emotion, a feeling about something until your brain has a thought about it. The thought always has to come first. And so our emotions are not caused by things outside of us. Things outside of us are simply just circumstances, but then our brains will have a thought about the circumstances, and that is what creates our emotions. Now, the majority of people in the world go through life thinking that the circumstances of the world cause them to feel the way that they feel. 
And this could not be more true than it is with money. We think that money causes us to feel a certain way. That is why so often we say things like, money makes me feel secure, stressed, worried, fearful, or we'll say, my debt is stressing me out. We give control over our emotional state to things outside of us that we have no control over. It's a very disempowering construct to live in. And this notion that your emotions are caused by things or by people outside of you has been instilled in you from a very young age, okay? So there's no need to beat yourself up about this because it's rampant. It's when you were little, when your parents would say things to you, like, sweetie, when you did that, you hurt mommy's feelings, or you can't say that, or you can't do that, because if you do, you're going to hurt little Johnny's feelings. So we come into adulthood thinking that that is how the world works, that our emotional state is caused and is at the mercy of things outside of us. Again, this is true with money. So if we feel stressed, if we feel scared, we think it's the money's fault. We think it's the money that is causing us to feel so terrible. And if only we could just have more of it, or if we could just get our debt paid off, then we would feel better. But the truth is that your feelings are not caused by circumstances. The way that you feel about money is not actually coming from the money. It's not the money that's making you feel anything. Your feelings are caused by your thoughts, by the sentences that are going through your brain. And so really, we like to blame our emotions, especially the negative ones, on things outside of us. But the truth is that you are the creator of every single emotion that you experience. This is a hard pill to swallow at first because for the most part, we prefer to blame and place responsibility on others or on things outside of us rather than taking personal accountability for the things that we create in our world. But here's the power behind this point and why I'm walking you through this. The power behind knowing that you are the one that creates your feelings through your thinking, what this means is that you get to intentionally decide how you want to feel about money and then work to make that emotional state a reality through intentionally managing your mind around money and choosing to form beliefs about it that create a positive emotional experience around money rather than a negative one. So many people think that they have no other choice than to just be worried or fearful or stressed out about money all the time. We think that there's no other way, there's no other option. And of course, when you think that it's the money or the amount of it that you have that is making you feel the way that you do, then in that construct, the only way to change how you feel is to change your financial situation. It's to get more money. It's to get the debt paid off. And I've talked about this with my own personal debt payoff journey. I talked about how I had totally bought into this construct. I felt so stressed all the time about our debt. And I was like, hey, once the debt's gone, I'm not going to be stressed anymore. But then guess what? Paid the debt off. I was still stressed. And it's like, why? The circumstance had changed. I went from having debt to not having debt, but I didn't feel any differently. And the reason was is because I was still having thoughts that were making me feel stressed. The circumstance had changed. My thinking had not. Therefore, I still felt stressed. So I don't want any of you living your life thinking, 
that once your financial situation changes, that you're going to feel differently. Once you get more money, you're going to feel differently. Once you pay off your debt, you're going to feel more secure. Once you change jobs, you're going to feel differently. Because again, if you don't change the thinking that you have about money, you won't feel differently, even when the circumstances change. So the second key lesson I want you to take from this episode is that your financial feelings don't come from the money or the debt or the amount. It's coming from your own brain by your own thinking, which means that if you want to feel differently about money, you do not need your financial situation to change at all. You need your thinking and your beliefs about money to change. All right, that's the second point I wanted to make. Now, let's talk about why feelings are important. Feelings are important because they are the fuel that drives every action that you take and every action that you don't take. They're the fuel that you put into the car so that the car can actually turn on and make it from point A to point B. Think about it this way. A car without any gas isn't going anywhere, right? And that's what feelings are. Feelings drive your actions. They either dictate the things that you do or the things that you do not do. And anything you want in life, you only want it because of the way you think it's going to make you feel once you have it. You want more money, not just because you want more money. Okay, You don't want more money just for the sake of having more money. You want more money because of the way you think that more money is going to make you feel. Because you think that more money is going to make you feel more secure or more successful or more worthy. Really, when you start peeling back the layers of the onion, that is why you want the things in life that you want because of how ultimately it's going to make you feel. That is all we're doing. We are just a bunch of humans running around in the world chasing feelings. Now, typically when it comes to money, and especially with my clients, we tend to experience a lot of indulgent emotions around money, which isn't a good thing because indulgent emotions are emotions that keep us stuck and they lead to a lot of inaction, a lot of doing nothing, a lot of avoidance. They are emotions that we like to indulge in. That's why they're called indulgent emotions. So they are emotions that we like to use as a justification of why we're not moving forward and why we're not taking actions and why we're not getting the results that we want. So the most common indulgent money emotions are worry, overwhelm, and confusion that I see. So we feel fearful or worried around money. And so when we feel fearful and worried, we freeze. We're paralyzed. We're not really in a creative and an action-oriented state of mind, so we do nothing. When we feel overwhelmed, again, because you're having thoughts that are making you feel overwhelmed, I want to make that clear. So maybe you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. There's so much to learn. This is too much. Of course, when you're having those types of thoughts, you're going to feel overwhelmed. And when you feel overwhelmed, what do you do? Usually a whole lot of nothing. You say, oh, well, when I'm not feeling so overwhelmed, then I'll take care of it. Or then I'll start to do X, Y, and Z. And lastly, confusion. This is a big one and one of the most common indulgent financial feelings that you can have. So you'll have thoughts about money, like money is hard, it's complicated, it's confusing. Or you'll have thoughts about your own ability to figure things out, like, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good at math. I'm not a money person. 
all of those thoughts lead you to feeling confused. And when you're confused, what do you do? Again, usually nothing. You tell yourself, oh, well, I'm just going to wait until I do know what to do or until I do know how to do it. It's just more inaction. But the reality is that the way you come out of confusion and overwhelm and worry and into clarity is by doing things. It's by taking action. That is how you learn, by doing. New insights never come from a place of inaction. And so I'm walking you through all of this to show you why your feelings are so important. And it's because they are the fuel that drive every action that you take or don't take when it comes to managing your finances. The actions are the what. It's what you did or what you need to go out and do, but the feelings are the why. It's why you do the things that you do. Remember, I like to use the analogy of an iceberg. The small mass of the iceberg that's actually sticking out above the water that you can see is the what. Those are the actions that you take. But the majority of the iceberg that's underneath the water that you can't see, that is the why. And that is your thinking and your feelings. It's the most important part. If you cannot address the why, you will never figure out and be able to nail the what. Now, here's the next part of this, all right? And this might be the most important part. Your emotions are going to be 50-50, half positive, half negative. I have referenced the 50-50 concept in past episodes, so this might not be new to you, but it's imperative that you understand this. Your life is going to be filled with half positive and half negative emotions, but that is not what a lot of us have been socialized to think. We have been told that life should be 100% positive and 0% negative. We've been told that in the end, the ultimate goal in life is to be happy. But I'm here to tell you the goal is not to be happy. The goal is to be human. And the full human experience, the true human experience, is 50-50. A lot of people think that my job as a coach is to give you the tools to make you happier, to ensure your happiness 100% of the time. That is not my job. My job as a coach isn't to change your emotional state. It is to give you the tools so that you can embrace the reality of the full human experience, which is going to be half good and half bad. We need the contrast. To fully appreciate the good for what it is, we need the contrast of the bad. And truthfully, there are plenty of things in the world. We could sit here and list them all off for hours. There's plenty of things in the world that we don't want to be happy about because happy wouldn't be a useful emotion in all situations. Now, this 50-50 concept is so important to realize because when you don't realize this and when you do think that life should be 100% positive and 0% negative, then of course, when you do start to experience the 50% of life that is negative, which you will, we all do, you are going to make it mean all sorts of crazy things about you and your life. You'll start making it mean that something is wrong with you, Something with your life isn't the way that it should be because we'll say, like, I just shouldn't be feeling this way. And so when we resist and when we avoid our feelings instead of embracing them, we engage in what's called buffering, which means we spend a lot of unnecessary energy trying to cover up our feelings or trying to distract ourselves from them instead of just allowing them, welcoming them in and feeling them. 
So we'll eat too much. We'll drink too much. We'll spend too much. We'll work too much. We'll be on social media for eight hours a day. And I want to remind you of the motivational triad, okay? There are three things that your brain is always trying to do at any given point in time, which is seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So your brain's natural reaction when you are feeling a negative emotion that doesn't feel good, this is the part where your brain's trying to avoid pain, your brain is going to try to figure out a solution to make the emotion go away, ASAP. And if we're not intentional, the solution that most of us seek out is the buffering, which feels good in the moment, but in the long run, usually has a net negative consequence in our life, whether that's weight gain, whether it's a literal hangover, whether it's debt from overspending. This is the consequence of not processing through our emotions and resisting them. We engage in buffering that we think is going to solve the problems. We think it's going to take the negative emotion away. But all it does is make the situation worse by creating more negative results in our life that we continue to feel terrible about, which then we do more buffering to get that to go away. So do you see how this just creates a vicious cycle that we just get stuck in? So when you resist your emotions, they just get bigger. When you bury it deep inside of you, all that happens is you end up with a bunch of results and experiences that you don't understand and you're confused about how they were created. So a lot of times I will talk to people who have done a lot of impulse spending, a lot of overspending, and what I hear is like, I don't even understand how this happened. When it comes to money, overspending is a big sign that you need to check in with what's really going on and ask yourself, what is it that I'm not feeling? And for many of my clients that I've worked with, when they really work to process through their emotions, they will stop the overspending. They will stop the impulse spending that they're doing in an attempt to take away the negative emotion that they're feeling instead of doing that work on their own. And that's just one very clear example when it comes to money. So you not feeling keeps you from creating what you want and all it does is creates a lot of what you don't want. So what do we do? What is the solution? The solution is processing through our emotions, not resisting them, not avoiding them, not pretending like they're not there, but instead inviting them in, allowing them to be there without making it mean all sorts of terrible things about us and our life, and recognizing that it's perfectly normal and that this is just the 50% of life that's negative, that's inevitable, and then doing the work to process through it from that place. So how do we do that? I'm going to walk you through a process that I go through that has really helped me, and I want you just to try this the next time that you feel like you're having a really strong emotional response to something. Maybe you find that you're really worked up about your current financial situation or maybe around your debt. The first thing that I like to do is just call it out, all right? Acknowledge that it's there. Again, most people are just going to shove it down and pretend like it's not there and just go about with their day, but we're not going to do that. We're going to state that it's there by saying, I'm feeling blank right now and that's okay. I can feel blank, whatever the emotion is. So Let's just say that you're feeling particularly overwhelmed about your student loans. 
Oftentimes, you're going to feel the emotion first. So I want to encourage you when you're processing through an emotion, go to a place that's quiet, where you're alone, where you feel comfortable, and where you feel safe. So when I'm trying to process through really strong, kind of overwhelming emotions, I like to just go into my bedroom and get into my bed because for some reason, I just feel safe there, right? I feel really safe and comforted there. So I'll go into my bedroom, I'll shut the door, I'll get into my bed, and I will walk through this process. So I'll start by saying, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now, and that's okay. I can feel overwhelmed. Usually I'll repeat that to myself a couple of times. I'm acknowledging its presence. I'm saying it's not a problem. I'm not making it mean that anything has gone wrong. It's here and I can feel it. The next thing that I like to do is I like to take some time to close my eyes, take some really deep breaths, slow down my breathing, and really tap into how the emotion feels inside of my body and even describe it to myself. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, how does that feel in my body? Where is it? Is it high energy? Is it low energy? Does it have a color associated to it? And I know that, again, this can seem a little woo-woo. And trust me, I am not not a very woo-woo person. But this step of tapping into how it feels inside of your body is really important because this is the step that reminds you that all it is is a feeling. It's just a vibration in your body. It's not going to kill you. It's going to remind you that you have the power to process through it. So I sit with it. I pay attention to how it feels in my body. And next, it's important to just take some time to stick with it all the way until it leaves your body on its own. Like it just goes all the way through you. I like to think of it as it comes in through my head and then it's going to go all the way through my body and out my toes. Like it feels like it's just gone through all of me, where I really let myself lean all the way into feeling it, and I just see it all the way through. And here's the thing. Sometimes with certain emotions, depending on what it is that you're feeling, right? If you're feeling anger, if you're feeling grief, those really intense emotions, I just want you to know that if you need to scream, scream. If you need to cry, if you need to just let out a really good cry, let out just a really good cry. If you just need to take some deep breaths, perfect. It's going to look different for each person and different across all types of emotions and situations that you're dealing with. But the point is to be with it, to feel it, to process through it. Don't rush it away. Keep reminding yourself, I am capable of feeling this. I will be okay. I am okay. I am safe. Also know that there is no timeline to processing through emotions. Sometimes my clients will ask me like, well, how long? How long is this going to take? I can't give you an answer to that. Sometimes after processing through a really intense emotion, I kind of feel like I have an emotional hangover for the rest of the day or even it can last for a couple of days. I feel a little heavier. I might even feel a little lethargic. But then usually what happens is a couple days later, I will feel so much better and lighter and I'll be like, oh yeah, I was really able to work through that and truly release it. I feel so much lighter and better now. And I know that it can be uncomfortable to go through this process and it is. I'm not disagreeing with that. But a lot of us avoid this because we don't want to have to feel crummy for a period of time while we're processing through intense or painful emotions. But trust me, It is much better to really take some intentional time 
to process through this and then be able to release it rather than holding on to it for an extended period of time and just have it continue to lead to more negative consequences and self-sabotaging behavior in your life. Some situations and scenarios just take longer to process through than others. And sometimes an emotion will stick with you for a while, and that's okay. Remember, there is no reason to make it mean anything negative, to make it mean something has gone wrong. Because when you do, all you're doing is you are just piling on more negative emotion onto yourself, right? You feel bad, and then you beat yourself up for feeling bad. Do you see the problem there? The only emotions that stay for the long term are the ones that are not processed. It takes longer not to process emotions, okay? The emotion will linger if it's not processed. And unprocessed emotions show up in our energy and our behavior and our very specific results, and they actually make things take longer. But once you can feel an emotion, even a very strong one, it loses power over you. When you are resisting the feeling, what happens is it clouds the highest functioning part of your brain. You lose access to your logic and to your knowledge and to your critical thinking. So feeling is the key to finding and to freedom. Think about it. If there is ever a day that you don't go to work for your dreams, it's because you're stuck in an emotion that you don't want to feel. And when you allow that emotion, that's when you can get to work. And I really believe that the goal of life coaching is not to feel good all the time. It's not. But it's to be willing to feel everything, anything at a given moment. And when you're able to do this process, you are going to become more connected to yourself. You are going to get to know yourself on a level that you have not ever before. And I think that it's really important for all of us to lead the way and to show that you can feel the hard things and still show up. You can feel fearful and anxious and overwhelmed and confused about money at times And it doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean that you're financially doomed. It does not take away from your success or from your authority. Here's the most important thing that I want you to realize and take away from this episode, okay? Let's recap. Your feelings around money are so important. And I want you to take time to answer that question. Money makes me feel blank. And whatever that answer is, it's important to always be reminding yourself that it's your thoughts that are creating those emotions that you feel about the money. It's not actually the money in and of itself. And when you can make that important differentiation, it reminds you that money is neutral. Money is neither good nor bad. What makes money either good or bad is the way that we choose to think about it. And that distinction Knowing that will open up your mind to an entirely new set of beliefs that you can adopt around money that you've never considered before. Because most of us think that there's no other choice but to just be worried and stressed about money all the time, which feels terrible. Who wants to feel worried and stressed about money all the time? No one. But so many people think that they have no choice. That's the only option for them. But you have to know that you actually have power over your financial feelings your money emotions, and you have control over them by being purposeful about the thoughts and beliefs that you choose to think about money. The way that you feel around money is going to dictate the actions that you take around money, which will determine your overall financial results. So 
I want to end this episode by telling you that opening yourself up to feel any and all emotions is the secret to unlocking your full potential, okay? It truly is the secret of the universe. When I learned this skill this past year, I really felt like I had won the lottery. When I learned this, I truly was able to adopt the belief that there is no result that I can't go out and achieve because I realized that there is no emotion that I can't feel and that I'm not unwilling to feel. When you allow yourself to feel any and every emotion, there is no result in this world that you cannot go out and create. Your financial dream life is sitting on the other side of you being able to process through your emotions, to saying, there is nothing that I'm not willing to feel because I know that there is no emotion that I don't have the power and the ability to feel. If there's something that you haven't done that you know would help create the financial results that you want, I want you to ask, why haven't I done it yet? Why? And I think once you start peeling back all of the layers, you will find that at the core of it, the real reason that you haven't done it yet is because you don't want to have to experience a negative emotion. You don't want to have to go through the discomfort of feeling confused or frustrated or exposed or embarrassed because you're simply not willing to. But when you can realize that there's no feeling that will kill you, when you can realize that it's normal and it's natural for your emotional experience to be 50-50, which means you don't have to make it mean anything bad about you, and when you can practice and develop the skill of processing through your emotions instead of resisting them and avoiding them and shoving them down, when you can do all of those things, then at that point, you can get to a place where you can say, bring it on. I am willing to feel it all because I know that I can and I know it's not going to kill me. And I know that the results that I am seeking are on the other side of me welcoming in this emotion and being able to process through it. I can feel uncomfortable emotions and still take action to creating any financial result that I want in my life. When you can do that, I'm telling you, watch your world explode. Not just money, but your relationships, your health, your productivity, your life. Feelings are the color that make our life exciting. They are the driving force behind every single thing that we want or desire. So I want to encourage you to go out to feel them all. It's honestly the secret behind creating the life that you've always wanted and always desired. So that is what I have for you this week on financial feelings. This is such powerful work to do, and it's very important. And lastly, I know the last couple of weeks I've talked about this, but I just want to remind you that this week on Friday, January 22nd at noon central, I am going to be having my last, the third out of three informational sessions about working together this year. And this feeling work, processing through feelings and emotions, is work that we do on a deep level in coaching. It's work that a lot of my clients, when they come to me, they have never been introduced to, they've never done before. But the feedback that I always get from it is this is truly some of the most powerful work that I've ever done. So if you feel like this is an area that you can benefit from, that you could use some help with processing through your feelings and emotions, 
then come to the informational session on Friday. Just be a fly on the wall, come learn, get the information, and see if working together this year in private coaching is something that can benefit you. I put a link to join that in the show notes, and the link is also going to be in my IG bio all this week. So I hope to see you there. As always, thank you for taking time out of your week to be here and to learn and grow together. I love every single one of you. I will see you next week. Have an amazing week. I love you. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in Overcoming Overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled, purposeful, and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.